0: Hello, and welcome to the Pondering Theologian Podcast. I am the host, Nathaniel. As we are in the 4th of July celebration, I add some some ponderings and some thoughts that I believe is important for us to consider. As Christians, especially as we consider the way that... The whole world is really going through different um, different reckonings of sort, if you will. And I don't mean that so much in as dramatic uh, form as can be in films or in books. I mean it more as in there are, there are many places where identity and nationalism and patriotism and pride are all kind of getting mixed matched and the lines sometimes they're foggy so as we're here on the fourth of july i have a couple things i'd like us to consider today um i drew motivation from a lot of scripture i'm only going to redo a few of those today though um, The first comes from Matthew chapter 10, verses 38 through 42, and then from Romans chapter 6, verses 15 through 23. And from Matthew, it says, those who don't pick up their crosses and follow me aren't worthy of me. Those who find their lives will lose them, and those who lose their lives because of me will find them. Those who receive you are also receiving me. and Those who receive me are receiving the one who sent me. Those who receive a prophet as a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. Those who receive a righteous person as a righteous person will receive a righteous person's reward. I assure you that everybody who gives even a cup of cold water to these little ones, because they are my disciples, will certainly be rewarded. And from Romans it reads, What then? Are we to sin because we are not under the law but under grace? By no means. Do you not know that if you present yourselves to anyone as obedient servants, you are servants of the one whom you obey, either of sin, which leads to death, or of obedience, which leads to righteousness? But thanks be to God that you who were once servants of sin have become obedient from the heart. To the standard of teaching to which you were committed and having been set free from sin have become servants of righteousness. I'm speaking in human terms because of your natural limitations For just as you once presented your members as servants to impurity and to lawlessness, lawlessness lending to more lawlessness. So now present your members as servants to righteousness leading to sanctification. For when you were servants of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. But what fruit were you getting at that time, from the things which you are now ashamed? For the end of these things is death, but now that you have been set free from sin and have become servants of God, the fruit you get leads to sanctification and its end eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. I find idolatry fascinating. Perhaps that's a strange sentence. Uh, After all, idolatry is that thing where we raise something up to an equal or higher importance than God. Uh, However, if you've kept track of the 100 plus episodes of this podcast, you know I find a lot of things interesting. Um, I find especially sin, and the things that divide us from God and each other. Fascinating for several reasons. And one of those reasons is whatever it is that is the sin or the dividing point, the thing not to do, is exactly what we do. Even the most pious and dedicated Israelites still seem to fall for at least one of the 10 commandments. And we today are no different. We will find some way to justify not following all the commandments, the rules, the guidelines, or the example of Jesus. So now, here in America, we are in one of the biggest American celebrations, the 4th of July. On this day, we have so many different things that we do. For some, the 4th is just a party on an extended weekend, and it's a a drinking, playing, rambunctious gathering that culminates in hours of fireworks, and they sluggish return to work days later. For some, this is a celebration and a weekend for us to dress up ourselves, our homes, our towns, and country to lift up this patriotic offering to our heritage and history as citizens of this country. And Whatever side of the spectrum you find yourself on, either mostly reverent expressions of patriotic pride or flat out party hardcore into the weekend, from a faith perspective, perhaps we have some things to consider. When we look at our lives from a Christian faith and our earthly citizenship, there are there at times overlaps and there are at times this volleying of which to give our attention, our energy, you know, our, our motivation to. We as humans like to think we can multitask really well. Some of us can to some extent, but we often truly just task serve. That is to say, we can hop around really well from this to that, but we can rarely give anything even close to a full split of our energy to two or more things. So from our faith, our spiritual heritage, I wonder about a few things this patriotic season. And the first is, what are you more invested into? What are you more invested into? You know, we often have national identity in some form, and that can be good. Uh, You know, wherever we are raised, the culture, the products, the people, we ought to have some buy-in. We ought to have something to be proud of. You know, across the world, every country has something. Even the ones controlled by oppression and hate, uh, those countries' citizens have something to be proud of. We here in America certainly have a couple things, and we do run into an interesting conundrum though when we get into citizenship, which is why I ask the question, what are you more invested in? We have a physical citizenship, which is multifaceted. You know, most of us are members, uh, or sorry, citizens of a, a city, a town, a village you know, then of a county, of a state, of a region, of the United States of America. So, we have unique identities in all of that, much of which will follow us through our lives. You know, as someone who has lived in multiple Midwest states, I'm very proud to be a Midwesterner. When I was living in the South, whenever I found another person from up this way, we bonded in that shared identity of our home region or our home state. So we have this physical citizenship where we invest a lot of identity and energy into. What about our spiritual identity? For most people listening to this podcast, I assume you're a Christian. So you're a Christian and you attend a Christian church, perhaps of a denomination, um, under a Protestant wing or a Catholic wing of Christendom. I'm going to imagine there's not many listening today coming from an Orthodox or other a part of the um, tree of Christendom, and it all comes down the line from Abraham as an Abrahamic religion, which is one of a couple in the Abrahamic line, and all of that might sound obscure to some because we often think very little about that or even discuss it that much but each of us who are Christian have a citizenship and a spiritual identity in what we claim to believe. Now, which one do you invest more energy into? Or perhaps back that up slightly and just ask, in your identity, where do you invest your energy? Where is your identity more securely based out of? And now these questions are meant to help us consider what is more important to us. And that's the real bread and butter of the issue. What is more important to us? Before the objection is raised, you can absolutely have pride for multiple things at once and you absolutely can hold your priorities in proper alignment. You can have multiple identities. However, how many of us carry our physical flags higher than our spiritual crosses? I'm going to ask that again now and ask you to consider that in your own actions how many of us carry our physical flags higher than our spiritual crosses here in america we've all heard the story of iwo jima where six marines raised the flag above the chaos stories of the civil war are retold in films like glory where we see how important the flag is to national identity Many of us grew up hearing or learning the flag code in the U.S. and are angered when someone stomps on a flag, burns it, or otherwise defaces it. And that became part of a cultural identity that is still instilled in children and Americans around this country. And that is a central part of the national anthem, talking about how under fire of the Revolutionary War, our flag was still there. I wonder how many of us Hold that level of passion and dedication to the crosses we choose to bear when we become Christians. Consider that now. You are born into your citizenship. You can leave and go to another city, county, state, or country, sure. However, when you choose to become a Christian, whether you are born into Christianity, born into a certain denomination or not, when you choose to continue coming to church, to go through a membership process, to take membership vows, to say the sinner's prayer, to accept Jesus into your heart, and become a Christian, you choose to become a Christian. It is not something you were just born with. With that, you then choose to be an example of Jesus' actions in this earth. You choose to become an ambassador of the radical love of Jesus Christ. You choose to feed the poor, feed the sick, visit those in prison, care for the homeless, seek out the lost, and you choose to pick up your cross and carry it in the line of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, the only hope of salvation we have in this world. Yet how many of us are as passionate about our uh, heavenly citizenship as we are where we are born on this earth? There's often this patriotic ideal that we can't let our flag drop. We can't let it fall. We can't let it touch the ground. We are on the cusp of this, like all exploding at the very end of the 4th of July and it's all pushed to the max. We will highlight the revolutions, the patriotic protests, the everything red, white, and blue. The fireworks have been going off in my neighborhood since Thursday. But how often, how often, Have we thought the same about the crosses that we bear? Or do we even care that perhaps we're dragging them just a little bit lower? Cursing, grumbling, perhaps that we even have them. I wonder if when this happens, if we have not slipped into a form of idolatry. Idolatry, you know, where we hold something at an even plane or higher than God. Are we carrying our flags, our physical citizenship, our patriotism higher than our crosses? Are we more concerned with where we live, on a small chunk of land, on the spinning rock, in the mass universe, more than that thing that affects the bulk of our existence, especially once these bodies stop working? I want to read you from a section of Matthew chapter 6 and your God who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, and they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your God who is in secret, and your God who sees you in secret will reward you. But when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for God knows what you need before you ask. Now we often think about this section of scripture when it comes to prayers and the pious actions of the Pharisees or the widow who gave her, her, her last pennies. I wonder if we ought not consider the warning here though especially in light of what we read in the beginning in Matthew 25, which essentially said what you do, you will get equal reward for. And if you act to support Jesus in the model of faith that we are given, your reward will be great. Or in Romans where we heard talking about the fruit of sin and being dedicated to sin, the fruit of faith and the rewards of that. Dear children of God, we are often distractible. We try to be dual-minded and we try to lift high our ability to be dual citizens. That earthly and spiritual thing, you know, those two different things, they're, they're, there's a difference. I, however, believe that we need to be very careful. Too often, all too often, we become caught up in what is here and now. The thing near us, the party we can see, which is our earthly citizenship, right? We think of the Pharisees in Matthew six. They did things for the here and now. They did things for the people here to see what they did. But at the end of it all, when we die in this in in this earth and this this body, where our souls and spirits rest will you rise into the new creation to the new bodies to the new earth the things promised in scripture over and over again or will you stay with this earth where your earthly citizenship will end as earth time and such dividing things as places on a map and flags have no meaning when you consider yourself imagining a cross in one hand and a flag in the other which one do you hold higher? Which one do you perhaps drag behind? The question could also be asked, which one do you give more of your day, your weeks, your plannings, your passions, your arguments on Facebook too? Which one do you lift higher? If it is the flag, dear friends, do not be fooled. You are caught up in idolatry. If it is the cross, you've chosen eternity over what will end when you die. Consider which is more important to you. Revelations 3 says, I know your works. You are neither cold nor hot. I wish that you were either cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. Consider these things, dear children of God. What do you carry higher—the cross or the flag? We're going to end the episode there for today. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing on this uh, Christian—or not a uh, Christian—this American celebratory day and season, I hope that you are safe and that you are well. And I do hope that you will reach out and let me know your thoughts on this episode, on this topic. It can be a very divisive one, but I think, I believe it is a very important one for us to consider. Down in the show notes is all of the contact for the podcast. i would love to hear from you. Please reach out. There is social media. You can reach out through email. If you're listening on Spotify, you can respond directly through a question-answer portion in the episode description. So please reach out. As always, I hope that you're doing well. Know that God loves you. No matter what, there's nothing that you or anyone else can do about that. We'll see you in the next episode.